squeal thing i like do people think we're murdering some poor woman every time we, no, we play that's that? just the fans screaming for us <laughs> good evening everybody it's uh wes and andy we are back it is uh what did we call this one it's episode uh, 28 would you believe it's the 28th installment of random fandom on uh this tuesday night that's uh, a lot of random <laughs> random fandom uh tuesday night for the week of uh august 15th uh, 2023 it is the 28th show of uh of this nature so far so good the news keeps on rolling even if facebook says you can't have it canada that's right <laughs> there are ways around it oh my god uh hasn't slowed us down though has it no not really glad to have you all along tonight i hope you guys are having a great week uh wherever you are wherever you're watching from and if you're catching us on the replay thanks for hanging out i hope it's the news is still relevant by the time you get it i'm sure it will be later on this week maybe tomorrow ish we got like some groundbreaking news really yeah so if you well, didn't know what is going on you better get educated real quick so we'll help you on your way I feel like that is a completely like cold statement. Like there's no, there's no hint there. There's no nothing. No, not yet. <laughs> Cause it's going to be our last story of the night. So, all right. We're holding on to that one. Well, we got our first comment though. Uh, Vile groove coming in. Vile uh, hashtag free Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have an update Man. on that. Oh, is, has there been an update on that? Well, not so much an update, but an extension of uh, it. Oh, an ex oh, so more more parties named in more, the thing. More people's jumping. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, throwing in their hat. Pile on. Pile yeah. on. Well, before we get to the news uh, of this week, uh, all the housekeeping stuff. Uh, Random Phantom Tuesday. We are a uh, call-in show. The line is open. You can always uh, hit us up on the uh, WhatsApp, which the link is uh, embedded right here in this video on whatever platform you're watching on. So you can always do that. As always, hit us up in the live chat, just like Vile did. Uh, we'd love to take all your comments and questions. Don't wait for us, because if you're waiting for a break in the show, it's not coming until the very end. So just call and call, call and comment as you wish. I think Vile's going to like this opening one, though. Uh, I hope I do. I hope I do. I, I don't know. This one might not be up your alley. You sure? I think so. Well, that's fine. Um, it is. Uh, should we let him out of the box? It is uh, the way we like to start the show with a healthy dose of loading. That's not the one we wrong want to start one. the run. I'm, yeah. I'm pushing the wrong thing here. Wow. <laughs> Do over. <laughs> the way we like to open the show, as always, with a healthy dose of random fandom trivia. Andy, what do you got for us this week? I got a good one for you. All right. Uh, August 11th marks the 50th anniversary of the birth of what? Uh, I don't know. Some dude's ingrown toenail. <laughs> no, it's much more, uh, much more important than that. 
More important than that. Yes. I don't know. And, August and this, one's, this one's right up Viles Alley. It's up Hank Solo's Alley. Really? It is. Well, 100%. Okay. Spill the beans, man. Tell me what it is. Should I tell you? I don't know what it is. Well, Want to give Viles a chance? Or anybody else that might be mm -hmm. watching live? Sure. Uh, August 11th marks the 50th anniversary of the birth of what? Can we call it a phenomenon? I would say it's uh, a, a movement, movement that turned into a phenomenon that changed the world. That's still going? Yes. Yeah, absolutely we can. But I can't answer because I'm reading it now. <laughs> and honestly, I never would have got that. Really? <laughs> no. Hmm, fair enough. No, I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right. Well, for everyone listening at home, the answer is hip-hop. Wicked, wicked, wicked. August hip 11th is the 50th anniversary of the birth of hip hop. Interesting. How do we quantify the birth of hip hop? Is well, there, is there a hard, fast criteria that we can use for that? Actually there is, uh, according to hip hop historian, Jeff Chang, it originated with a party that DJ cool Herc and his sister, Cindy Campbell threw on August 11th, 1973. Whoa. I was negative one. Yeah. <laughs> It was negative one. Uh, it was just a little back to school party that they had thrown in their rec room at uh, their project departments. And Chang says that it's the reason it's celebrated now is because that particular party helped launch uh, this sort of movement in the Bronx. Oh, cool. So they have the funk records, which often, you know, there's the little breakdown section, right? Sure. Yeah. And what they would do was he would take that and spin two at once. Right. To extend the breakdown section. Oh, nice. Just to get people to dance to that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Wait a minute. It's a late comment, but it's true. It is. And correct. Ray says hip hop music. Yep. Ray, supremely more cultured than I am. <laughs> they watch the news. <laughs> what? On that fancy uh, picture box thing? That fancy picture box, which is in decline, which we will talk about in a little oh, bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there you go. So sad. Too bad. Fancy picture box. DJ Cool Herc. That's cool. I like that one. That was a great, uh, a great uh, uh, edition of, um, I'm not going to hit, uh, hit the thing again. It was a great installment of Random Fandom Trivia. Come back next week for more. Don't forget. Later on in the show, we'll get to our other game that we like to play every week. Get a new uh, installment of Lexicon lined up for you. Put that one together a little bit earlier today. I think it's going to be a fun one. I think so. It's a uh, fan submitted this week. So uh, excellent. hopefully a uh, fan uh, who submitted, you will recognize your work. <laughs> uh, but you got to wait. Yep. You'll find out. Uh, next up, we got a bit of a sad one. What? Oh, oh my God. I, when I Ronnie saw Robinson. that. From the band i was immediately like oh yeah what do you what do you say about a man who is you know achieved? super influential yeah 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 and i mean like you know he really downplayed a lot uh uh of the accolades that he was so so deserving of yeah did you know that he was uh first nations i did not uh, neither did i not until i read it earlier this week yeah in his uh bio there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his uh, longtime manager Jared Levine, though, did release a statement. Okay, uh, saying Robbie was surrounded by his family at the time of his death, including his wife Janet, uh, his ex-wife Dominique, her partner Nicholas, and his children Alexandra, Sebastian, Delphine, and Delphine's partner Kenny. 
Mm. So he was surrounded by love. Anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Robertson is credited with writing or uh, co-writing the band's uh, signature songs, which included uh, the weight, the night they drove old Dixie down up on cripple Creek, the shape I'm in and uh, chest, uh, chest fever, not to mention his own, uh, um, solo work mm. i think of uh, uh showdown at big sky and of course that uh, what's the other one that he's, he's almost speaking through the whole thing do you know what i'm talking about um oh uh somewhere down the somewhere down the crazy river yeah i think so yeah i is that the name of the song it might be but i do i'm fuzzy on it somewhere down that crazy river oh robbie we miss you yeah i miss you i miss you a lot that's the thing with being, uh, you know, discovering this music later in life. And then like these people are these. Yeah, they're like, past their touring days. Yeah. Right and we're talking like monumental artists that uh, we're never going to get any new music from. Unless it's like Prince where they're well, vault full. Well, <laughs> oh, not everybody has that much, you know, stashed away. True. So, yeah. Robbie Robertson. Miss you. Yeah. But oh, he wasn't no. the only one to leave us. Oh, no. No. We also lost Johnny Hardwick. Oh, no, really? Yeah, the voice of Dale Gribble. Dale! King of the Hill. Not Dale. Yeah, and he was set to reprise his role. I was going to say, how is this, this going to affect the uh, the revival? I don't know, but apparently he had recorded some material for the first couple episodes. Oh, well, they'd be... But you think that they would... I can't imagine them not. I mean, with his passing, would you... Would you write him out of the show? I would... Think no, so. no, no. I would recast, recast the character. Would you? For sure, but I would also, you know, put a tribute on the end of it for him, and I would use his completed work. Fair you enough. Know, sure, recast the role because I mean, because they did that with uh, every cartoon ever. Yeah, Janet Wright from uh, <laughs> Corner Gas, right? Yeah, she had passed before the cartoon came. Sure, but I mean, cartoons recast. I mean, cartoon longevity—that uh, is the hallmark of, of of it is recasting. Look yeah. at uh, Mickey Mouse. True. Uh, Bugs Bunny, all of the classic cartoons, but even like contemporary stuff like uh, Lois Griffin, for example, uh, recasted uh, from earlier seasons. Are you sure? Yeah, and Meg. Because I thought Alex Borstein was like. Has been uh, Lois all throughout. Along. Well, now you've got me questioning. But I know Meg Griffin was recast. You got me questioning my. Uh, now I have to look it up. Wow. But back to Johnny Hardwick here. Uh, he died Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday, I should say, 64 years old, Texas native, and best known for his work on the animated series King of the Hill. Uh, but he also served as writer and story editor during the show's 13 season run. Oh, wow. Yeah, he appeared on 257 of 258 total shows. You are correct, sir. Alex Borstein throughout. My bad. I like Alex Borstein. Uh, I do as well. But uh, Brecken Meyer, who played Joseph Gribble, uh dale's son he also tweeted out a tribute to him on uh now x which oh is, yes was twitter well it's but, still twitter here on fandom power yeah i'm looking at it right now it, it oh, says i haven't updated that yet that's okay we can fix that later <laughs> we can fix that later if we did, you didn't you know. think about this did you elon <laughs> you know what we're not part of that that billion dollar thing we're not affected by the rebranding <laughs> all of our uh all of our ones of dollars yeah <laughs> But Hardwick, he also appeared on reality TV series Ace of Cakes and Boomer vs. Zoomer. The Ace of Cakes. Yeah. Can you imagine Lemmy Kilmeister? uh, The Ace of Cakes. The Ace of Cakes. (laughs) 
I did not know this either, but apparently uh, he had his own YouTube channel. Oh, really? Where he would upload uh, different types of content, but a good portion of it was song parodies that he performed nice. in the Dale Gribble voice. No, no way. Yeah. Did we did we get a clip? We did not get a clip. Oh, my gosh. But I am I'm going definitely to go going looking. to go searching. I'm going for looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I know I saw this next. Um, oh, this next one. Okay. This have one has the trailer. There's a trailer. There's a trailer. I have not seen the trailer, but I did read the te- uh, the headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually linked the trailer in our show notes, so everybody can catch up too. Oh, okay, uh, I'm excited for this. Bruce Lee is getting an animated series. Bruce Lee gets it's called House of Lee. Oh man, uh, mm. the teaser trailer is out already, and the yeah. series is set to debut in 2024. Okay, but it's just a teaser trailer. Yep, the full length trailer is set to debut. Uh, with Enter the Dragon's 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's going to be next year. I believe so. Yeah. The yeah. 4K UHD screenings across 650. Oh, no. This Enter the Dragon yeah. will be later this month. Why did I think it was 1974? Oh. I thought it was 74. Okay. 73. Uh, yeah. That's uh, sure. This action fantasy series will see the acclaimed martial artist fighting to assemble the dragon warriors before the world plunges too far into darkness and shadow. So listen, this, this strikes me as being very interesting because there's Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, the legend, and then there's all of Bruce Lee's characters Mm -hmm. right throughout his film career. And so there's this, like this murkiness of where the man ends and the character begins yeah now we've already had a show that that did something like this earlier this year on netflix with agent elvis Hmm. and i loved agent elvis which took some historical fact added a bunch of artistic liberty and then threw elvis in the mix as a secret agent so i mean if this this bruce lee series if house of lee even comes remotely I'm not saying that they're going to play it for comedy like the Elvis series, but yeah. even if they do similar stuff, I'm in. I'm well, in. It's Bruce Lee. I'm they in. They are in super good hands. Uh, the series takes inspiration from Lee's famous quote, those who are unaware they are walking in darkness will never seek the light. Nice. And the co-founder of Bruce Lee Entertainment, Shannon Lee, his daughter. His daughter, Shannon, yeah. Uh, is, uh, she was speaking on the project and yeah. she said, Anime is an amazing medium for telling a truly creative story where Bruce Lee can be Bruce Lee. And having seen the trailer, the motion captured in the animation is it's fluid. It's perfect. We know that Shannon, uh, if you've ever followed anything to do with the estate of Bruce Lee, then you know that Shannon is very vocal about things pertaining to her father. Yeah. Uh, She's not a fan of pretty much most of the stuff that has come out like biopics uh, and whatnot sure uh, and so the sweet. uh what was the the wwe film uh there was a bruce lee film put out by wwe studios not too long ago i don't think i saw yeah that. it's um it's entertaining i mean hmm. i mean there's not not really a lot of historical fact in it a lot of like sensational well i mean they make him kind of like a superhero Manly. but it is bruce lee it kind of was kind of was yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah very excited about this is this is the image we're looking at is this the Straight animation out of the trailer it is eh? yes. okay so that that's cool yeah. i like that yeah but uh, she continued saying uh, i'm so excited for the possibilities of action fantasy history culture and creativity within this medium oh wow and 
the series aims to touch upon like the spiritual and humane side of Bruce Lee yeah. alongside with the action. Cool. So it's not just going to be like all action. It's going to be a well-balanced portrayal. Oh, that's great then. So, so maybe it'll be uh, a little A, a little B, a little bit of the man, mm-hmm. a little bit of the character. And like a little bit of adventure sprinkled on for. Sure. Like the, the like the Mike Tyson mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, it is linked in our show notes. So oh, yeah. Check I will it be, out uh, after we're done here. And I'm going to go watch that as soon as we're done. Yeah. Uh, our next one up here. Uh, Grimes. Wait, you, wait. You remember Grimes. Uh, X Mrs. Elon. Yeah, that's her. Uh, she's using Lizzo as testimony against cancel culture's fury. Like the fury of cancel culture. Yes. Um, because the three dancers have filed the suit. Uh, okay. Grimes took yeah. to Twitter and said, uh, I love Lizzo. Not saying I don't believe people when bad things happen, but I had dancers mistreated on my watch in ways I didn't find out about until way later. Well, isn't that what we talked about last week? Yeah, was Is there there? some disconnect between Lizzo and other Mattel. management? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she continues saying, maybe shit is bad, but loyalty matters to me. Lizzo was kind to me and others a decade before she was cool right, and checked right. in on me when no one cared. I've only seen exemplary behavior from her, especially when everyone was hating on me and she was on top of the world. Isn't that something, right? Yeah. What a different perspective. Interesting you know, this is the first thing I, I think I can ever recall hearing from Grimes. I'm sorry. I don't follow your music and I don't really care, but to hear her lend that kind of support from yeah. a genuine place, I'm, I'm impressed with that. Yeah. I'm uh, impressed. She continues saying there was no good reason for her to check in besides to be a good person. Just my two cents. I recall when she first blew up being so happy because I'd never known such an admirable person to find fame in the music industry. Mm, that's cool. I struggle to believe she would have so radically changed, tired of a culture that seeks to destroy its greatest virtues. Lizzo is amazing. Nice. But a fan responded calling Lizzo or uh, calling Grimes out. Uh, oh, calling okay. Lizzo a classist abuser. And oh. Grimes is only coming to her fence because she's rich. But uh, she responded to that saying Lizzo was nice to me before Elon when she blew up. Oh, yeah. And I was still indie as fuck. Okay. She was nice to me in the 2012s before anyone cared about either of us. And she checked in when I was canceled while I was pregnant. When most people abandoned me because they didn't want the association. She was kind when I was only a liability to her. I respect that hardcore. That's a good person. That's very interesting. So a very different side from what was coming out last week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so we will see what comes out next week. Well, in the continually evolving saga, these things come out and they, they're flash in the pan. So they, they're like really hot and really bright. Yeah. And then you kind of forget about it, but then you get something like this that just reminds you that, Oh, this thing, there is, is a second side still to the going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm be curious to know, you know, a lot of these Hollywood cases, they get sort of, you know, injuncted, uh, injunctioned or bo- uh, blocked mm. or settled out of court. Yeah. And, and it, it becomes even more muddy because then you start to question like, why'd they settle out if yeah, there was nothing to hide? Right. I've always said that uh, uh, an innocent person doesn't settle out of court. You know, they, yeah. they go all the way in the, out of principle. Yeah. I'm going to prove to you and the world, nothing was wrong. And I suppose in the case of someone like Lizzo, where maybe money is not an option, I would hope that she would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see sort of what the, what the uh and not even public opinion i'd be interested to see if this does make it to some sort some form of trial yeah 
well, look at the Johnny Depp thing. I mean, he took it right to the bitter oh, end. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I saw how that played out. Yeah, and uh, what the 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 retrial or the mistrial? No, no, <laughs> not happening. No, but I know we'd said last week that the outpouring of uh, loss for 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 Paul yeah, for Paul yeah Paul continued. Yep. And did we mention the the T Rex last week? I don't know if we did or not because I know week, you sent me the picture. Photo. This is very cool. Yeah, the the giant dinosaur that uh, Pee Wee and Simone sit in and watch the sunrise in peewee's big adventure right has been repainted in peewee's tuxedo in the gray uh gray tuxedo that yeah. looks very cute but not only that uh bob's burgers the folks over there continue yeah. to pay tribute to him uh because he appeared in the latest episode where he played oh, really Pat. and a post on facebook reads thank you for joining the bob's burger family we honor paul rubens with tonight's episode right right oh that's that cool. was a couple days ago i believe that's very cool yeah it's funny looking at that image of him uh, done in the style of Bob's Burgers, yeah. and yet, yep, and not too I, far off. I can I can see him in that. Yep, got some bad news for uh, fans going to Fan Expo. Oh, it so it starts here. It comes. Yeah. I saw some of this today, and Millie Bobby Brown has decided to postpone her appearance at Toronto's Fan Expo. Yeah, but look at the the reason that she's yeah. giving. Uh, as she navigates what she feels most comfortable with during the ongoing SAG after strike. I can't blame her. No, I can't blame her. And if you're not sure, then the bright thing to do is just don't do it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you want to be, if you want to support your union, if you want to support the strike, then yeah, it's disappointing for fans. Um, but yeah, she's young and she's got a bright future out of her. So sure. Yeah. She can miss this one. Yeah. She'll be around for quite Damn a while. It. But Fan Expo has stated that they fully support her and all their guests in sure, their individual sure. decisions. She wasn't the only one to cancel this week. There was another cancellation this week too. Um, a, a gentleman who I don't recognize. Hmm. Um, on the flip side of that, Stephen Amell staying longer. Okay. Yeah, he's sticking around till Sunday or something because he's going to take in a baseball game. There you I go. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the good news here, if anything, if you've already purchased tickets to the evening oh, with Millie right. Bobby Brown, you will receive an automatic refund, according to well, their site. I would hope so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not like one of those. We're just going to hold your money for future appearances yeah. and hope that they decide to come back. Yeah. Kind of like no. they did with COVID. Wow. <laughs> we'll just hold your ticket until next year. <laughs> Listen, that, so that happened to me as an aside uh, over uh, uh, in my previous uh, business as a as a retailer we were doing trade shows and so we booked a trade show uh at the beginning of covid that got delayed hmm. but we'd already paid for our, we'd already paid our table fees and it's like i just i called the uh, uh called up the promoter and i said what do you want to do i said are we getting back to this thing or not and he's like yeah if you want to if you want a refund i'll give you a refund otherwise your your uh your fees are good for the next show when we get back to business and i'm like all right that's fine cool and we did <laughs> but i mean i think i think that was uh yeah it was like a full two years it was a full two years we paid in advance for that oh geez well speaking of money uh barbie is on track to become the highest grossing domestic film of the year oh i thought you were gonna say of all time <laughs> no no not yet <laughs> oh not yet not yet do we have the potential to go all the way i don't know but uh, Barbie has broken numerous records since opening July 21st. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. Okay. Is but, it on uh, your list? Uh, you know, I don't know. If Harley wants to go see it, I guess. But 
I feel like it it should be on my list just as a as a movie as a movie guy. Yeah. Um, and as someone who likes films from the perspective of like, oh, why is this movie? Why are people talking about this movie? Yeah. For good or for bad. Yeah. I should probably go and see it. But apparently it's trailing behind the Super Mario Brothers movie by only an estimated 48 million. Which I did finally see. Which is a good movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's also streaming now on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. Or Very cool. included with Prime. Oh, really? It's not a. It's not, um, a, it's not pay anymore. Well, that's funny because I, <laughs> I wished I'd waited the weekend or the two weeks because <laughs> I rented it two weeks ago. Oops. <laughs> but apparently Barbie raked in a 155 million in its opening weekend. And last week joined the $1 billion in global box office. Wow. Wow. That feat's only been achieved by about 50 films in history adjusted for inflation. Um, It is estimated to have earned another 33.7 million this past weekend, which, you know, it's starting to drop off, but it's still got a major foothold. I mean, that's a, and the train kept on rolling. It did. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? It passed the 500 million domestic mark, uh, the middle of its third week. Oh, wow. Well, the Super Mario Brothers, it needed five weeks to do that. Sorry, what week? Week it, what? It's third week. Holy. So. Holy. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy. That's feat. a couple bucks. That's crazy. This next one's a little bit sad. Uh, Lucasfilm, Industrial Light and Magic. Okay. Is set to close uh, its visual effects and animation facility in Singapore. Oh, I didn't realize that they had uh, a facility there. Economic factors affecting the industry. Is this part of the whole, uh, uh, what's happening over at the company with, uh, with Bob Iger's new, new plan? I think it might be. You think so? eh? I think it might be. Uh, The Disney owned thing uh, is set to close down and it's going to put more than 300 people out. Right. Uh, but the company points to changes in the global entertainment industry as a factor behind the decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, according to a statement email to variety, uh, it says over the next several months, ILM will be consolidating its global footprint and winding down its Singapore studio due to num- economic factors affecting the industry. Uh, it was founded in 2004 as Lucasfilm animation, Singapore. Wow. So that's like, almost, that's almost 20 years, man. Yeah. And it began working in, or began operations in 2006 with work on the clone wars. Clone wars. Oh, so 2006. Yeah. So would that have been Tartakovsky's clone wars? I don't know for sure. It might've been, if not, then it would have been working on the film on the uh, 2008 movie, which could very well be. Yeah, really? Yeah. But uh, it relocated within the city state in 2013, setting up shop in the then George Lucas owned Eclipse building at right. Fusionopolis. Cool. And it was nicknamed the Sandcrawler building. Well, because for of, obvious yeah. reasons, looking at this image. Yeah. But the Eclipse building was then sold by Lucas in January 2021 to the Blackstone Group. Oh, so really? the building is already out of the question. Wait, wait, wait. So that. He sold Lucasfilm to Disney, but he kept the ownership of the, of building? the building. Wow. Yeah, so so. Uh, not mixing the real estate side of things oh. with what a smart that man did make a deal with the well, devil, didn't he? He had to have. Oh. Yeah. But they say that uh, the global media industry is facing disruption from rapid technological advances while studios are coping with challenges related to talent and profitability. Yeah. Um, and that's a joint statement from the Singapore government uh and infocom media interesting 
um, the ongoing restructuring of the entertainment industry, which is slashing linear TV and physical media operations under pressure from streaming, uh, has caused major corporate mergers and downsizing. As we so are like seeing, Bob Iger let slip about you know, yeah, yeah. But, um, We're going to invest in researching AI technologies. Yeah, Luke Hetherington, the executive in charge of ILM Singapore and Sydney Studios, said. Yep. Uh, we would like to thank the Singapore government, industry, and community for their partnership over the past 17 years. We've been able to train and employ a generation of production talent, visual effects artists, and animators. That's something. We're proud of the incredible work that team in Singapore has accomplished and look forward to providing new opportunities for Singapore talent and continue the innovative work that they're doing. Right. Because there is a, like, a little bit of a silver lining here. In that... What's in that, that? Uh, well, they're giving employees as much notice as possible. Okay. And they're also offering opportunities to relocate to other company, like studios. Other, other oh, with other, yeah. like not within the Lucasfilm organization? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, since opening ILM, I guess, has expanded to other studios in Vancouver, London, Sydney, and Mumbai. Okay. And then there's an addition to the company's, uh, or these are in addition to the San Francisco headquarters. Right, right. And they will also be working with local business community in Singapore to offer a job fair uh, with companies that need the talent with oh, these skill similar sets. skills. So okay, it's not that's like cool. Just trying to leave them out in the dark. That's cool. Trying, trying to, to help. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. But like we had said about uh, linear TV, uh, according to the Nielsen ratings. Right. Yeah. Linear TV viewing has dropped below 50% of U.S. television usage for the first time as streaming hits a record high isn't that something eh? yeah broadcast so, television makes it making up 20 percent really versus streaming at 38.7 that's crazy yep what's the other what is other like things like youtube uh, other would be like uh physical dvd media or dvrs like oh i guess whatnot. so yeah yeah but uh they're saying uh streaming services like YouTube and Netflix accounted for that 38.7 in the U S yep. and that is an uh, overall TV usage increased by 2% during the month. I mean, are these, if these are percentages of uh, market share, I mean, look at that. YouTube has a bigger market share than Netflix. Netflix yeah. It's crazy. Not surprising though. Not surprising. But I mean, there's a lot out there to choose from too, right? Uh, yeah. And I mean, with again, mergers and yeah, you know, restructuring, uh, more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. But let's talk about some toys. Woo. Toys are good. I like this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a new wave coming from Marvel legends. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes based yes. on the TV properties. Oh, I saw this wave. I actually yeah. uh, showed this off to Kim because we liked, um, uh, Catherine Hahn as, uh, as Agatha Harkness. So to see Agatha getting a figure is a decent figure. Yeah. Too. It's all, all TV, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because we've got to, in this first one, we got Agatha. Yeah. Uh, Elena Belova from Hawkeye and Talos from secret invasion in his, uh, his scroll like, civvy. Yeah. I guess like so. Peter Parker with a scroll head. You think that's the same body? Uh, I don't know for sure, but it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it's Hasbro. Come on. I know. <laughs> But then uh, we've also got uh, from the What If series, Marvel's Goliath, uh, Warrior Gamora, which I'm fairly interested I, in. I kind of like 
the look of that. Yeah, even just to have her standing next to armored Thanos. I was right? gonna say to have yeah, if for that reason exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the trench coat Nick Fury from Secret Invasion. Yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pass. I the, the series was just didn't do it for you. It's a little lackluster for me. I'm not gonna lie. Fair enough. Would have benefited from a higher episode count, or you know, maybe a bit more of uh, the heavy hitters coming into play. Not even that. I mean, make, than just a little vial of well hero juice, right? That we have no idea why he even gathered it in the first place. But well, hey, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, or just kept it as a film as they had originally envisioned it. Yeah. When you could have just, you could have done much smaller exposition pieces to sort of give yeah. him some of those connections. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, but there is one more figure in line. Okay. So from the Hawkeye series, yeah. Kingpin and not a builder figure. <laughs> no, wait, an actual really figure. should have been the builder figure, but the builder figure is actually the Hydra stomper. Well, again which is weird because they already single released that it's a it, well the, not this in is this, highly different not in this color scheme and yeah. not with the rogers head yeah so that's an interesting one if you didn't already get uh the green uh hydra stomper then uh this one might be up your alley although i would have preferred it with a more uh i know it, they, they've really pushed on the animation side of things with this one but I would have liked a more movie looking Rogers head. Cause he's like skinny Rogers at this point, right? Sure. You almost wonder if you could take like one of the, the helmetless movie MCU Steve's and stick it on there. Yeah, it would probably fit. can. Yeah. It's Cause he's got multiple heads, right? So absolutely. And of course that's what a Dremel's for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that D'Onofrio, uh, uh, you know Kingpin though. I'm the head sculpt. I'm liking it. I'm but impressed. Body wise. I don't know. It just doesn't scream kingpin to me. Well, I mean, D'Onofrio is is a is a large man, but he's not like he's not comic. He's not comic accurate. kingpin big. No, 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 no. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm looking at it here. I'm totally okay with that. Fair enough. Oh, let's check in with the uh, let's check in with the audience here for a second as our numbers kind of keep flipping around. If you're just joining us now, welcome to uh, Random Fandom for uh, this week. We're talking uh, toys, movies, uh, and all the other entertainment news that caught our attention this past week. If you want to be part of the show, we'd love to hear you and, uh, your comments, answer your questions in the live chat, or you can consider giving us a, a call over on the WhatsApp. Mm. The line is open. We, are we tested calls. it and it works. It does work this week. Uh, where are we going next, Andy? Uh, the next one we need deep pockets for. Oh. Um, oh. But it might okay. be worth it if this is your thing. Uh, Sideshow Collectibles and Hot Toys oh. announced Costco Reeves. Of course. From their Mandalorian line. This is a Hot Toys figure? It is. It is a sixth scale. If if I could afford to do Hot Toys, it would be my thing. Um, but like I said, and I've said it many times before, there's a reason why I only own uh, two of them. Yep. Yeah, this one uh, it features a newly developed head sculpt with it from the promo shots an incredible likeness. Well, I mean, and that's sort of one of the hallmarks of Hot Toys is that the likenesses are almost I'm gonna say always, but they are almost, almost always. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, is this one mold? Looks like molded hair. Not uh, sometimes you get real hair on yeah, them. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. This one appears to be molded, but I mean, it looks great. Yeah, um, it's got a. Uh, mandalorian helmet like it's supposed to uh skillfully tailored they're calling it undersuit and a jetpack with booster fire effects uh blaster mm, fire cool. blaster pistol wired grappling hook flamethrower effect 
and a themed display stand and backdrop. Yeah, man, for sure. I would love to be able to to dabble in hot toys, but man, but boy, my collection would look a lot different, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. It'd be a lot smaller. Uh, pre-orders, unfortunately, are full for this one, but you can join the wait list. Like every product on their website. Yeah. Would you so, like to be waitlisted? Yes, you would. It'll only set you back 270 US plus tax and shipping. So. Two, yeah, 270 US. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, did you uh, get the news? Uh, I, I should have sent it to you. I got an email. Did you get the Canada Post thing this week? Canada Post thing. While we're on toys, let's talk about it right now as an aside. Uh, September, for all the toy collectors out there, the rates are going up again. Oh, no. Yeah. It's uh, between two and 3%, uh, depending on. I'd have to look it up again, but anyway, the short version is postage rates, uh, postage rates for packages are going up again in September. So Ooh. <sighs> still though, I'd said this earlier today with some friends. I said, where's the option? What's the alternative? You could go with a, a courier service. You could go to DHL or uh, uh, FedEx camp. Right. So use a courier and pay more. So, I mean, you know, it is, potentially the lesser of the evils the more fun of it would be to like go on a road trip unfortunately <laughs> that's not economic yeah yeah a lot of the stuff i see come up that i want is like out of province so yeah. the road trip would be like days <laughs> yeah. and these next ones uh we briefly covered back uh when they were revealed at san diego comic-con but we oh, sure. get a better look at them now uh from the black series oh right right good timing for them because we've got hera ahsoka and sabine red and sabine and i gotta say the my least favorite one looking at these sabine you don't like it i it's not that i don't like it there's just something something's missing i don't know what it is i don't know if it's if it's paint or if it's is it a bike so you can showcase the butt because <laughs> no that shot keeps circling oh i know i know like, that's you know a bunch of middle-aged dudes that's all they want to do is look at young girls behinds but anyway um i do like these figures i yeah, still think, looks badass I, I feel like that's just a straight up repack of the the mandalorian it one i don't be. know i don't know i'd have to have to side by side it. yeah exactly but uh hera looks nice too though if we get a complete live action cast of all the rebels yeah i'm down for it i'm down I don't think you'll get a Kanan though, would you? So this is where I'm kind of like, oh, could could we get a Kanan, uh, like a flashback? Force Ghost Kanan? Or? No, I've never bought any of the Force Ghost uh, Jedi figures. I just wasn't a fan of them. Fair enough. Not really, but um, I'd be okay if they did a flashback. True. Flashback would be okay. There you go. Uh, these are all available for pre-order right now, though, on Hasbro Pulse. Uh, and... I just want to point something out, though. That is window packaging. It is window packaging. So that that means what? 2024? Maybe? Late uh, early 2024? I mean maybe later this year, but I know there that Hasbro said they are making a return to window packaging for their yep. collector products. So that's interesting to see. Yes. Welcome addition back to the pack. Yeah, yeah. Next up we have uh something from Ramen Toys. And you'd pointed this out. I did. Uh, they unveiled a Skeletor and a He-Man at PowerCon. At PowerCon. With the hopes that the result of their vision would win over the Motu community in the hopes that they could obtain the licensing rights to make this one official. I feel like that is a... 
It is a bold move, Ramen. It is. <laughs> Had now this is something that I uh, we were talking about the other night, and I, I I looked it up. Now Mattel, Mattel has historically had a presence at PowerCon. Yeah, uh, they did not this year. Had they have had a presence at PowerCon this year, do you think these figures would have been displayed? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So they would have received a cease and desist on the spot. Well, listen, we already know that that has happened uh, twice yep. uh, with Ramen over their uh, their the red, Tom Cruise, the Red Gullwing uh, Machina, their their mask yeah. line, and then their uh, what is it, Aces of Aviation yes. is the new line which began life as a straight up Tom Cruise Maverick yeah. <laughs> figure, but they were giving away the Maverick heads. As long as you bought all three of the, the other first wave of yeah. the aces of aviation. So, yeah. Um, so that's two C and D's from two, uh, two, uh, multi-billion dollar companies. Yep. Um, third time's the charm. Can we get a third? <laughs> Anybody, anybody, <laughs> we shall see. Yep. By the way, I'm not into, I, I don't understand the legalese. I'm no lawyer, yeah. but do you think, cause these are in that six to seven inch scale, right? And don't get me wrong. The sculpts, they look pretty, pretty cool to me. They look like what Mondo is or, you know, Mondo that makes yes. the premium format figures. Yeah. To me, it reminds me of what Mondo is doing just at a smaller form factor. Yeah. But well, Mattel, maybe that's what they're trying to look into, like to meet that demand. Cause like, I can't afford a Mondo. Uh, neither can I, but, but again, so let's go back and use the hot toys thing for a minute. I've always used the analogy, uh, like the Mezco one twelve collective yes. line. I've always said those are like mini hot toys. Yeah. They are in that, uh, one twelfth or six, six to seven inch scale. Yeah. Um, and there definitely has proven to be room for multiple scales for, for a line, but we're talking six to seven inch collector product. Mattel is already doing that with the Masterverse line. True. Do you think, whoever the license holder is, whether it's universal or whether it's, Mattel I presume it's, I presume it's universal at, at this point. I don't know, but do you think they'll actually get the license? I doubt it. I doubt it. Not when they already have, we shall see access to all these other, that's what I mean. There's this production lines. There's been, there's more Motu in 2023 than, you know, ever before. Yeah. <laughs> so brand recognition is high. Don't get me wrong. I like the look of them. I just don't know if it's, uh, if it's meant to be. And you know what? And if they don't get the license, let's, let's face it. You know, they're a Asian company that will probably put it out. Push anyway. forward as we'll do it anyway. Skeleton man and barbarian. Right. Yeah. yeah. For you hot wheels collectors out there though. Oh, uh, Barbie is spawning its own line. It's about time. I know. I mean, they own Mattel owns both. Yeah. So pretty uh, standard crossover here. Uh, is the Barbie, the movie hot wheels, Corvette four pack, the 56 Corvette. Yeah. Now, presumably all of these paint schemes appear in the they movie. They do. They are either okay, driven okay. by Barbie Ken or one of the other characters. Um, they're all one sixty fourth scale, high quality metal. Yep. And, yep. uh, they've got the real rider tires, real rider. Yeah. Is that, was that rubber then? I believe so. That's not uh, a term. I'm not in the Hot Wheels collecting world, so I don't know what that is. Uh, this particular set goes for 44 Canadian, and for uh, that much, they better have rubber tires. Uh, that's like ten dollars a car. Yes, what's what's an average? Well, if you're looking at one of those, uh, what was it Green Pacific or whatever's? Okay, those are like eight bucks. Oh, like the uh, oh the green uh, uh green light. Sorry, green light. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but an actual just like a like a regular assortment Hot Wheels. 
at uh, Walmart right now? I believe is two dollars. Two bucks. So the pricing at Walmart is really not much different than uh, than say Dollarama. No, no. Okay, that's interesting to know. <sighs> I get it though. There, there's an appeal there. It's not to me, but for sure there's yeah, an appeal for like there a to somebody. Collector or a Barbie collector. It's yeah, I guess. Right? I guess. Um, the yellow one in this assortment of yep. four. The only way you're going to get it is in this set. Ah, uh, so which says to me that the other three are eventually are going to be single carded somewhere carded down releases the line. Yeah. or okay. you know, like the movie series release, yeah. like they did with the Land Shark. Yep, yep, yeah. But we'll see. I do like movie cars, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I know you got some yeah, yeah. stashed away on your. I do, like I do. Yeah, Knight Rider and Echo <laughs> or Echo One, and yeah, hopefully to add a few more to that collection at some yeah. point. Uh, but speaking of Mondo there. Oh yeah. Mondo. Uh, these ones came from Facebook uh, Okay, for somebody who was in the panel when they revealed it. Yeah. And, uh, along with the San Diego comic-con Prince Adam reveal that they did, oh. uh, they showcased a bunch of upcoming items at PowerCon. Sure. Sure. So the Prince Adam looks pretty wild. Listen, I, again, just like the hot toys thing, if I could afford to do Mondo, see, masters in in wes's personal toy collection masters is one of my three the three big the ones. three things that i collect star wars transformers masters universe <clears throat> god i like that a lot but they also showed off and this is where it gets tricky because these are six scale right right 12 inches yeah 12 so inch. they showed okay. off a sixth scale sky sled what yeah <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, so these huge. are just prototypes and concepts. Oh, well, but again, that looks great though. Yeah. Does that mean? Because now, as soon as you see the sky sled, you have you to ask. Ram? Will the battle will the wagon piece come with later? Maybe, depending how it sells, I guess. And will they do it like the 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 vintage toy, which was built on on the classics toy, where you could put a figure on both? True. You could stand a figure on the back. Now, mind you, in the Origins line, they did release that two-pack with Prince Adam, and it oh, was yeah. just a sled. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, if you're going to do this one, so this would be the hero sled with the, yeah. the dragon head. Do you do the villain sled with the snake head? Maybe. Oh. Uh, but for the villains, they did uh, showcase uh, this one here. Okay. Nightmare. What the heck is that? It's like the demon version of Swiftwind. <laughs> now they showcase it both with and without armor okay so you know oh wow it's like that's a like a skeleton horse a bone like a skull head no i don't remember skeletor riding this i is this must be a new it might be but uh again my memories i feel like i'm pretty steeped in motu lore and this is not this is not a thing that i recall but if anything it reminds me of uh those uh the masterverse classics those skeleton warriors oh yeah skeletons yeah the skeletons this yeah. could very easily be like your standard skeleton mount or something if you know if they really wanted to lean into that they could just add some bull horns to it true then it would totally be skeleton a skeleton horse mind you this would work with scareglow too you it turn is them into right, like it, the horseman I mean, of the it apocalypse is, it is the right color scheme you put that armor back on the purple and the green yeah uh, Maybe Black that's green. Maybe maybe that is the intention that this is something from the uh, uh, subternia. Could be. I mean, as subternia, is it definitely like a flaming demon horse. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. As the as Subternia has been redefined in the uh, the Netflix cartoon as being yeah. like the underworld. Yeah, an extra dimension or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I say the underworld, I mean like the mythological underworld. Yeah, but they still just, you know, open the portal and walk right Oh, in. yeah, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally under a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but on top of that, they also released a, or showed off a sixth scale Disco Skeletor. Ah, oh, Disco Skeletor. This doesn't do anything for me. It no. never has. <laughs> And, uh, but I get it. I get it. There's an audience out there for this. This will appeal to some people. Yep. Just not me. This one might appeal to you though. It's a six scale Orco. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> In the concept art, they also have like the female Orco with the little pink veil. Oh, sure. So um, maybe. Oh my gosh. Planning on doing uh, multiples, but Orquette. I don't remember. No, it's not. It's, uh, um, oh my gosh. Orko's girlfriend. It is Orko's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, you think I can think of her name at the moment? Yeah. Wow. What kind of Motu fan am I? Ah, <laughs> <sighs> you got uncle. Right you got, it was Uncle Montork, Orko, uh, Driella, Driella. Maybe. I think it's Driella. Maybe Driella. I do like that. That's cool though, and I like the uh, the un uh, the the hatless head mm-hmm. uh, underneath, which is the look of uh trolling uh yeah without a hat yeah there's also a sixth scale tila which is pretty you know That's, accurate to the yeah. animation model yeah 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 i like, like the, the head so that look at those heads though you're, you're getting the uh you're getting like the 84 head sure and then you're also getting like a tribute to the there's a thousand the 2000 x yeah with the long ponytail yeah i like that yeah I liked 2000X. It was good. I liked I, I loved don't know the why show. I didn't like it. <sighs> the figures Go back and watch it again. It's look good. good. They, they they do. They don't necessarily play very well, but they, but they look, look good. Yeah, they look cool. great. Yeah. Yeah. They also showcased a six scale evil in. Oh, cool. With uh oh not Zor, the other bird. <laughs> Screech. There you go. There you go. Not the guy from Bayside High. Yep. Screech the bird. <laughs> the big Jim Eagle. Yep. In purple. Exactly. It looks good though. Now, is that going to be to scale? A six scale. So I would assume, I yeah, guess, yeah. Scale up to scale to with the figures. Yeah. Yeah. But then the last one they showed off was yeah. a 15 inch retro style scare glow. Oh, that's interesting. And like, it looks like he's like, it looks like he's clear. Yeah. With the bones, like with a skeleton inside. inside. That's cool. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a really very different cool. take than just painting it on there. Right. Yeah. But jumbo soft vinyl figure, so of course, yeah. Oh, really soft vinyl? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, presumably you would you would do the same thing. You would make the bones the glow in the dark part. Yeah, and then encase it in the outer. That's gonna look really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's definitely gonna look good. I would want to see this one in hand just to hold it three D and like look down his boots. And oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Are there, is down. there feet in the boots? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But that's all the got to, for toys this week. Well, that's okay. We still got a lot more to get through on the show before we wrap it up. But do, uh, because I, uh, guess. I think it's time we hand it over to you. Whoa, wait a minute now. All right, let's do it. Hey, here we go. Loading lexicon. Generating responses. Responses ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. 
Here we go. <laughs> All right. It is a lexicon, the game where we uh, put up a nonsensical looking word that happens to be real. Uh, we give you three definitions, hoping to pull the con over on you. And all you guys got to do is figure out which one is the correct definition. All right. So without any further ado, let's get to uh, this week's word. This week's word is... Borborygmus. Want to hear it again? Yes. This week's word is... Borborygmus. There you go. I wonder if it's an opposite of ignoramus. <laughs> All right, your first option is a paleolinguistic term that refers to the vibrations emitted when words are spoken in reverse order. Oh, interesting. Definition number two. A behavioral trait seen in nocturnal cat species such as the African caracal and the South American margay where individuals will gather under the light of the full moon. And definition number three. A rumbling or gurgling noise made by the movement of fluid and gas in the intestine. There's your choices. Like I said, this week's word. Borborygmus. Borborygmus. So you either speak backwards, bark at the moon, or you fart. <laughs> well, I don't know. My other guess would be like, you know, the distant cousin of Lou Ferrigno, but. <laughs> Borborygmus. It's a ignorant uh, Ernest Borgnine. No, that's not right. Is it a paleolinguistic term that refers to the vibrations emitted when words are spoken in reverse order? Or is it a behavioral trait seen in nocturnal cat species, such as the African caracal and the South American margay, where individuals will gather under the light of the full moon? Or is it a rumbling or gurgling noise made by the movement of fluid and gas in the intestine? Hmm. All right. I wish I had a... I, I, I don't know. I wish we had a little uh, musical track so we could give, like the Jeopardy countdown. give the folks some time to uh, <laughs> to get their decisions in. All right, everybody, this is the time. If you think you know the answer, hit us up in the comments before we uh, go, to the, go to the reveal. Yeah, Borborygmus. Hmm. Are you are you stumped? I am stumped on this. One. You've got nothing. Like, like if you had to throw something at the wall to see what stuck, what would you do? I don't know. You don't know. Picking out of the three, huh? Yep. Well, I know Chip Foo from the Fushnickens was often singing in reverse, and I never <laughs> heard him referred to as Borborygmus. Uh, that's funny. Okay. Um, I always thought it was dogs that were more, you know, akin to the moon, not so much cats. True. You know, the whole werewolf thing, right? I also think of like, you know, cats in, uh, in Egyptian mythology. And there's definitely an association there. There. Yes. Yeah. Cause you got like your sun and moon gods. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's go with number two. This is a, uh, like I don't conspicuously quiet audience this week. Like, oh, I'm not touching that one. I'm, I'm going to shy away from calling it a fart. <laughs> well, listen, anybody who spent a, enough time with me at some point will realize that once in a while I have been Baborogmus because it is a noise, uh, a rumbling or gurgling made by the movement of fluid and gas in the intestine. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of sounds like Barbarigmus. <laughs> How's your Barbarigmus? 
All right, everybody. That's been this week's uh, uh, edition of uh, Lexicon. I can't say whether we pulled one over on you or not because you declined to guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'll guess at them. All right. Come back next week and uh, I will have another nonsensical word with some crazy definitions that we can mull over. Excellent. Where are we going next, Andy? Uh, Next, we're going back in history here. Uh, Do you remember when Jerry Siegel sent poison threats to DC Comics executives? So I I saw something about this and I uh, I did not I was not aware of that. I was not aware of that. Oh, oh look, it's Adam from Go Figure checking in. Look at these beauties. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, sir. But uh, apparently on the 17th of December 1951, right. Uh, Jerry Siegel sent a letter to National Comics VP Jack Lebowitz uh containing superman grievances and white powder wow yeah so we all know that back in 1938 or whatever it was uh him and joel schuster sold the rights to superman to dc comics for 130 bucks correct but uh you know by then oh we got one more here uh go figure uh says new word rat <laughs> Ramanized. It's when a toy company makes unlicensed product of your IP. <laughs> There's a few that have been Ramanized. Oh, I I kind of like that one actually. Hell, that you know what? That's actually. Uh, oh my gosh, I gotta go back. It's <laughs> where did it go? Oh yes, it's worth one of these. Agreed. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... Apparently in 1959, Siegel had returned to DC Comics and he was on hard times. Oh, uh, and uh, he declared a curse on Superman, which saw Warner Brothers agree to give Siegel and Schuster a lifetime stipend of 20 grand a year in exchange for not contesting the ownership or the copyright of Superman. A lifetime stipend of what? $20,000 a year? Yeah. Starting in what year? Uh, I believe that was 1975. 20 grand a year in 1975 would be okay. 20 grand a year in 2023. Not so much. Yeah. But in 1951, he penned a series of letters to national comics executives, uh, describing himself as destitute living with his wife and tiny baby in a small crowded apartment in great neck. And a number of these letters are now up for auction at the auction house comic connect. Oh, wow. So you can actually bid on a lot of these different letters, even some of them that sure, have sure. the powder with them. Has the powder been ever been identified? It has been identified. Okay. It turned out it was cornstarch. <laughs> you know, if you sent somebody a letter with white powder in it today, you're, you're going, going to, jail. to jail. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, oh, that's nice. See, he's upset. Yeah. He's angry. He's upset. Nope. Nope. He's uh, off the rails and you're going to jail. Yeah. But, uh, there was a letter sent to Leon K. Shanick who forwarded it to, to Jack Leibowitz. Yeah. And he enclosed Siegel's original signed letter telling him, you know, if Mr. Siegel is such a creative genius, there might be a place for him in your organization, provided, of course, he acts and behaves like a gentleman. So, <sighs> you know, people were trying to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another letter from him was sent on uh, the December 17th, opened by Leibowitz at which upped the threats to the criminal level. Oh, now it's criminal. Yeah. I said, may you become the subject to all of the horrible maladies that beset mankind. You son of a motherless goat. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, the one with the powder yeah. apparently is currently bid up to $110. Oh, really? So it is not out of reach to own a piece of Superman, of Superman history. history. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go check out all these letters that are up for auction at comicconnect.com. Uh, Interesting. We've, we've also linked in the show notes, so you can just go there and oh, click right on it. Yes. Our next one here. Uh, uh, independent fan film. So I've been mired in controversy. I've been following this. The, f- the full film is out. Is it, it is. Is it down yet? Uh, no, it's still, it's still up. It's still there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man Lotus. And I do after having rewatched the trailer, I, I do, it. I do recall some of this early on when it was starting to get sort of pushed like, Hey, this is coming. Um, did you watch the full film? I did. And, uh, it drags in a few spots, but overall sure. it's not bad. It's got pretty good production value for a fan film. It does. And yeah. if you're, if you take away the outside factors from it, it's not bad at all. And those outside factors are of course, like the director and the star, I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. they're still young. And when they were younger, they were stupid as hell made racist and homophobic comments. Ah, uh, go figure. Um, Oh which, wait, that course, was not a reference to you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but uh, both of them have issued apologies online, like on YouTube and Twitter uh, saying, you know, we were young, we were stupid. We regret our actions. And is this the James Gunn thing all over again? I think it might be. Do do you believe now? I don't know these guys. Are they because they're I don't want to say that they're nobodies, but because they're nobodies, how do you gauge the sincerity? I mean, I guess the question is, is relevant, whether you're somebody or a nobody. How do you gauge that? Well, after this, they should be somebody's because their work here is decent. Well, certainly they're getting noticed, whether it's for the right or wrong reason. That's yeah. still notoriety of some kind. Well, we got one here from Go Figure. Oh, Adam wants to know, it's 110 bucks. Want to go in three ways like Radioactive Man number one? No, that didn't end well for anyone. <laughs> Lightning destroyed it. Who's going to hold on to it for the first week? <laughs> Get to the treehouse. <laughs> I got water on the cornstarch. Oh, no. <laughs> But uh, the film is directed by Gavin J. Knopp and stars actor Warden Wayne in the lead role. And the most of the flash or the uh, backlash is due to their racist past. Sure. Um, Warden Wayne, he had uh, filed on Twitter apologizing at length for it. And uh, the director, he posted on YouTube trying to address everything. But further stuff has come out, like the guy that plays the Green Goblin has been now or is under investigation for grooming. Oh boy. And then on top of that, uh, the visual effects team that was working on it basically walked. They all quit because they said yeah. it didn't align with what the character stood for, which is on, you know, it's admirable. Oh, wait. So wait, are they saying that? Oh, they didn't want to participate because the people doing it. Right. Right. These allegations on. do not reflect Spider-Man. the values of Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they did have a visual effects team come in and finish it off. Yeah. And you know, it you, it's worth a watch if you're a fan of Spider-Man at all. One one of the things that I picked up uh reading this uh some of the responses or from some of the uh the outlets that were reporting on it, they were talking about the whole passing off thing that the casual fan because of the increasing production values and what a fan is able to do now that yeah. the the casual movie goer might not know the difference between a hundred million dollar Hollywood film and this fan film, which apparently was kickstarted for around 125 grand. 
good for them for turning yeah. out this level of uh, of filmmaking for that kind of money but, but like, like if you can't read the opening scene where it says this is nothing to do with disney or yeah. sony or marvel yeah, yeah. then that's on you but listen we've we've had that come up before i mean uh hank's not here to uh to talk about it but i mean a lot of times uh because we're all over social media all the time we'll see like clips and stuff that are either pulled from other materials and cobbled together yeah. or we'll see this this other fan-made stuff and sometimes it is hard to tell it is like it that, is hard the last tell. ronin uh oh yeah thing. yeah yeah which is uh, spectacular by the yeah, way it's yeah. so cool for just what a three three to five what, five minute video maybe it's not very uh, yeah. long but uh the film it released three days ago on youtube despite everything and it's already racked up 2.5 million views right but it's it's demonetized he did not it's put, not making he has money. to do that yeah in order to uh uh to even be able to show it this is kind of what theory got into star wars theory got into with his vader fan film like mm. i know he got permission from lucasfilm uh, to do that but there was a whole lot of conditions that had to be met yeah I crowdfunding by the way crowdfunding uh, was a big no-no hmm. you could not directly crowdfund the movie it had to be through other things so like selling merch and stuff other merch not related to the film yeah so interesting stuff yeah but we did link to it in the show notes if you want to go give it a watch yeah um and from there just search spider-man lotus and you'll find all sorts of different reviews and both sides negative positive uh, it's it's divided a lot of people short version uh watch it don't watch it i'd watch it watch it well, okay I, I did watch it so uh scale of one to ten five right down the middle yeah okay yeah the uh it opens great with a little bit of action sequence and there's enough action sprinkled throughout okay but there's like a really heartwarming moment you know mid to, mid to three quarters of the way through interesting and uh you know yeah, it does take you back to the the heart of Spider-Man, if you will. Okay, then. Yeah. All right, very good. Oh, wait a minute. One. <laughs> One. Delay. One. That's a big delay. Delay on Lexicon. Wow. Okay. All right. But this next one here, uh, I was not even aware of this, but okay. apparently it happened six hours ago. Oh, so this is today. This is today news. Oh, wow. You're really on uh, top of things. Yeah, especially this one. Uh, we got our first look at the new Toxic Avenger. Come on. I kid you not. It is Peter Dinklage wielding the mop. What? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> now, this is set to premiere at Fantastic Fest in September, I believe. But it's... Uh, update on it it's not going to be as cheesy as the traumaville one i was going to say is this a trauma film no it's not. not okay uh it's uh, apparently it's uh it's a new take yeah it's directed by macon blair and right. it's got uh, jacob tremblay taylor page elijah wood and kevin bacon in the cast as well what yeah okay so they're All saying right. don't expect this to be a carbon copy of the original i hope not and based on like we got this screen image of basically the toxic avenger kicking in the door with his radioactive mop and, <laughs> that's cool yeah uh peter dinklage uh, he talked to empire magazine back in 2021 about it oh wow so is, this has been in the, uh, yeah, in the works for a while yeah, it's been really under my radar which i don't understand uh, me too because i'm hearing about this for the first time uh right now yeah um he says it's not a remake it 
sets and uh i just like guerrilla filmmaking these movies they just make them no matter what they just right. did it because they love doing it some of them are not the best and but they're so much fun right right when you make movies too clean it can distance the audience and they want to feel the dirt under their fingernails i think those trauma films definitely dip the audience into toxic waste oh that's a cool way to, to look at it yeah He's a cool dude too, man. Peter Dinklage. He's done some interesting things. Uh, he was in, uh, I know I talked about it. It was a, quite a while ago, but he did uh, uh, My Night with Hervé, hmm. where he basically plays Hervé Villachez, the the actor who played Tattoo on Fantasy Island. Okay. Super, super cool. It's, semi, uh, it's a semi-biographical thing. Um, totally worth watching, by the way. Nice. Uh, apparently, though, this will debut at Fantastic Fest 2023 on uh, and it will run between the 21st and 28th of September in Austin, Texas. OK, so, so I don't uh, know if it's going to like get like a national release after that or go straight to. I would be curious to know what kind of release it's going to get. If it's going to get a wide. I definitely want to see this. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of toxic, though. Oh, man, this is our first time using this segment and hopefully it's our last. I hope so. Scumbag alert. Oh, this is horrible. Our this friends is. over at uh, New Books, uh, North Simcoe Street in Oshawa, had a break-in uh, yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this loser decided to break into New Books at 6.40 p.m. on the 13th in broad daylight. Yep. Uh, if anybody has information about who this may be, uh, contact New Books at 905-434-1463 or the police. And, you know, any info is appreciated. That's horrible that uh, like, people feel the need to do that. It's a family-run business, right? Yeah. And yeah. this guy just broke in and took, you know, a couple thousand worth of merch. Yeah. And I mean, uh, as a, as a friend of our show who has been very gracious to us and uh, has promoted our show, uh, we hope that uh, they get their justice out of this one. Yeah. All right. A little bit of an update on uh, fan expo talent. Some folks that are coming to the comic alley. Oh, cool. Uh, this year we've got, uh, or Wait, we're not talking about celebrities. We're talking about, well, well, sir, they we're are celebrities. They book are celebrities. celebrities. We're not celebrity. talking about your big. Uh, we're not talking yeah. about like Hollywood guys. These are the right, guys that right. make the books. So the the actual. Well, it's fan expo. So really, it's not. So artists, not necessarily writers, makers, a, a comic con. No, it's, it's an it's an all inclusive con. But we're there's always a of, comic portion of. We're it. fans of comics, and I'm definitely fans of these people. All right, let's go uh, through this. Who we got? We've got Frank Miller, who you well, know from The Dark Knight, of course. Uh, Joe Caseda, yeah, who's a legendary artist. Uh, Andy Kubert, who was crazy awesome on Wolverine. Yep. And now Batman, the Dark Detective, and a whole bunch more. Uh, Dan Slott, who was like revolutionizing Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Jason Fabok, who did the Three Jokers, uh, oh, along right, with right. a whole bunch more. Yeah. Uh, Steve McNiven, who has done crazy good work for Marvel. Uh, Zeb Wells, who's worked on Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Simone DeMio. And I'm not familiar with this artist's work, but apparently they're on Batman and Robin. Interesting. Jim Shooter, who's been around forever. I was going to say, did is he one of the guys we talked to? I don't know. Who did we talk to uh, for free comic book day? Oh, no. We talked to uh, oh, Leonard, uh, Leonard Kirk. Right. And, oh, it's so bad that I can't remember this because I know the guy. That's okay. You can go back and watch the video like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode <laughs> we on did. it. We really did. And a bunch of little clips from it, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Jay okay. Torres. That's oh, it. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and you never know. He might be at Fan Expo as well. 
but uh, back to Fan Expo, they also have Ken Lashley, who's an awesome artist, uh, Sweeney Boo, who's been working on Harley Quinn, and Tom Grummet, who's nice. been all over the place, DC, Marvel, and... Well, that's cool. Yeah. So good news for them, because they're not in the sag after a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it tonight. Um, Frank Miller, though, would be part of the Writers Guild. Would he? Absolutely. He's oh, I guess so. He's eh? written movies. True. Sin City. Oh, true. Right? So well, that was a comic first. And it's already struck work, so maybe he could talk about he it. Can't talk about that. It's old. It's old. He can talk about it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna make Sin maybe City they have 3. different maybe they have different rules for the writers. I don't know. They're gonna make the next one about Marv. Is that for real? I don't know. They did. Oh, okay, comic. okay. Oh, right, right. But they released another Ahsoka trailer today. I saw that. Um, oh, this one gave me the tinglies. What was it about this one that I don't know? Because like, I didn't find this one to be too far off the last one. I, I think it was like just watching it with the headphones on and uh, right. how it hits so quick. Yeah. And some of the stuff is like blink and you'll miss it. There is some interesting stuff going on. But like, uh, it looks like we're going to get the, uh, the Spectre 2, the dropship from the Ghost. Oh, uh, yeah. We knew that. Definitely going to be taking flight. The, the shoot the peed uh, shuttle. Yeah. Um, more aerial battles. And I'm not sure what is causing it, but at one point, Ahsoka's ship is flying away from something that is like literally uh, right out of Independence Day. It's like on fire burning. Yeah. I noticed a couple of little details. Is this the only image we have? This is the only. Because there's a couple of things that I picked out of this one. Um, we, we focused on that Ahsoka on the trailer. We talked a little bit of the E Wing. Yes. Um, that sequence with Sabine on the highway uh, out of Lothal. Under the ship. We see a, a sequence in this trailer. There's a pair. There's two E-wings, okay. which kind of would make sense because through the various trailers, you've got one landing on the highway, which I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was the same one that we see pulling away. So I wonder if there's a second one. Yeah. And now we've seen that there is two. One of the other details that uh, we get to see in this one is that at some point it looks like it looks like the old hyperspace ring from uh, uh, from the prequel eras, like the Jedi mm -hmm. starfighter would hook onto the hyperspace ring. Looks like they're fighting one of those. Mm. I don't know if there's a ship attached to it, but the ring itself. Maybe. And then one of the other things that uh, came up, well, you can see it right there. There's yeah. one of those gantry uh, walkers. Yeah. Which I like those. Anything walker, I, yeah. I like. World building stuff. One of the uh, a Star Wars YouTuber that I follow was talking about this sequence and said that it uh, during the day with some of this other these other wider shots with all the water said that it reminded them of Coronet City hmm. the 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 set piece at the beginning of Solo where they were making uh, ships yeah so does that mean that's Corellia? Could it be like the reverse, like at the beginning of Solo, they're building, maybe they're going down. Well, this is it now. We're them. tearing them apart, right? Huh. You think that the facilities to, to build versus break, it's the same tools, it right? It would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's a Corellia, though, cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, we don't have to wait too long for it. Oh, no, because so. we're only uh, two weeks away. Yep. Not even really. August 23rd, so we're uh, uh, eight days. Around that, yeah. Yeah, eight days or so. Uh, this next one, uh, it's a live stream that has been making the rounds on YouTube. Well, it's not one of ours, is it? No, it's not. But this okay. one is important. Is it for good reasons? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, 
they're streaming it because the U.S. has been concealing a long-standing program. Oh, right. That retrieves and reverses or reverse engineers unidentified flying objects. That's and this is yeah. uh, from a former Air Force intelligence officer who has testified, uh, I guess, last Wednesday to Congress. Yeah. The Pentagon has denied his claims, but uh, retired Major David Grush has gone before this House Oversight Committee. Sure. And like they laid it out in a two hour committee hearing. Yep. And it's not just him. There's three witnesses and a whole host of senators want to asking questions. And they're basically saying, you know, are you aware of recovered alien or off? Yeah. Technology? I did catch some of the highlights of this and they're like, yes, this is the, uh, the one that were that we get the term non-human biologics, non-human biological entity. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's alien. They're saying alien, but they can't say it. So, and then the counterpoint, I mean, and I wish Hank was here for this because he'd be the first one to do that. Hey, here's the left hand. What's the right hand doing? Exactly. And so the the term non-human biologic or biological, we're also talking about a government who sent chimpanzees and dogs into space. Yes. So those are also non-human biologicals. True. So I don't know where that, I know that superficially that, we're we're talking aliens here man yeah or interdimensional beings or maybe time travelers right 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 because they're they're very clear to say we're not ruling out anything nor should you i don't know very exciting time though yeah very exciting but with them coming to congress and saying look these things are real we need to investigate them they do pose a threat oh sure national security because they do things we cannot yeah it absolutely and, you know, at a time when Meta is turning off news access. Well, us, there you go, right? Well, you know, from us here in Canada. Yeah. But we did link to the show note in the show notes for this one, too. Cool. So you can go check that out. But, yeah, UFOs are real. Government says so. Whistleblowers are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're getting to that point in the show where we uh, are going to be winding down here shortly. So like, this would be your uh, last call for last Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got any news you want to talk about? If you've got a pop culture entertainment uh, headline you want to talk about that we didn't cover, now is your uh, last call to get that in there uh, as we uh, move into our final segment. We do. It's that uh, time of the show where we uh, take a look at what's going on. Before we get there. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a new shirt alert this week. No new shirt this week. But if you want your fan to merch, uh, I believe the sale just ended, but people do enjoy it. And here's some photographic proof. Wait a minute. I recognize that. This is the uh, <laughs> mining style one. Absolutely. He's a big fan of Minecraft. So works oh, out well, that's good. for him. That looks good too. Well, I'm glad he's enjoying that. He is. All right. It's the time again where uh, Andy's out there in the aisles. He's hunting for us all. So you can save a few dollars on your next uh, toy purchase by toy hunting at Dollarama. Yeah. Well, this week we don't just have toys, but we have DC graphic novels. Oh, nice. Yeah. These are retailing for $5 a piece and they, that's still better than cover price. Cover price is anywhere from like 1899 to anywhere up to 99. Still seeing a lot of uh, new 52 coming out there. A lot of it. Yeah. I like the new 52. <laughs> I know there's like me and three other people, but Hey, eh, it was good. I like the justice league run there. Yeah. 
But uh, the other one that's coming around again, a couple of weeks back, we had the first wave of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe right. power attack figures yep. uh, from the Netflix series. The next wave is hitting with different figures now. So you got cool. your Manny Faces, Ram Mam, uh, Lightning Attack He-Man, and a couple others. So if you're looking to expand your collection there, $5 at Dollarama or regular $15.97 and up at if, retail. If and where you can find them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a bad, that's, that's pretty good, actually. Not too bad. Oh, I was out like 1980s again. I was early. I was out earlier this week. I was down in Vaughn. I hit the Vaughn Mills mall and that place that, uh, whatever it used to be, uh, toys, 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 whatever it is now on the back wall, they had some, uh, masterverse figures, including the Netflix He-Man and Skeletor. Nice. Like the kids one. And I thought these actually look, they look better than I thought they would. And I, I'd never seen them before. So in the masterverse line. yeah, just in the. The kids line. Yeah. I've only seen them. So uh they look cool. Yeah. If I was a kid, I would want to play with those. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're yeah. chunky. They're they look durable enough. Well, that seems like uh, uh that's it for uh, this week's uh episode. I do uh, believe so. We've got uh no uh no new comments and no uh nobody wants to talk to us tonight. That's fine, that's oh, fine. We'll oh. be back again uh same time next week uh with another uh, round of headlines. Uh, where we get to talk about what's going on in the world. Um, but before that, we will be back on Sunday night. If you uh, have been following does an episode, I was going to say, if you've been following our other uh, show, our uh, road to Ahsoka retrospective review series, uh, this week's episode is a special episode. Uh, it's going to be all Hank this week. Um, as Hank uh, is going to go through Hank's essentials, which is a list of about, Oh, I think he said what? 20, 25 other episodes that for whatever reason, Disney did not deem as essential for the development of Ahsoka. Hank's going to tell us why they are. And I'm looking forward to having that conversation. Hope you guys are too. Come hang out with us on uh, Sunday night at six. Otherwise we'll see you back here next week, next Tuesday, 6 PM Eastern for the next installment of random fandom uh, Tuesday. Comment here from Sean. Oh, Sean, another great show guys. Thank Thank you very much, Sean. Glad to have you back. We haven't seen you in a while, so thanks for coming to hang out. All right. Any more for you, Andy? That's all I got. That's all I got, too. So uh, until uh, next time, everybody, uh, bye for now. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.